I'm Maddie Orton, and you're listening to the Jersey Arts Podcast. Renee Elise Goldsberry is the Grammy and Tony-winning talent behind Angelica Schuyler in Hamilton. Her Broadway credits include Nala in The Lion King and Mimi and Rent, and her film and TV career includes, among many credits, Ally McBeal, The Good Wife, my favorite episode of Documentary Now, and currently Girls 5 Eva and She-Hulk. That is a long list of accomplishments. Renee is headed to Mayo Performing Arts Center in Morristown on September 30th for her concert called Opening Night, an evening with Renee Elise Goldsberry. I had the pleasure of talking with her about the upcoming show, creating an album, and the incredible lightning in a bottle that is Hamilton. Take a listen. Renee, thank you so much for your time. I'm a huge fan and it's great to talk to you. I have a lot of questions about your incredible career, but let's start with the upcoming concert at Mayo Performing Arts Center in Morristown called An Opening Night and Evening with Renee Lee Goldsberry. Um, I saw a review of your concert at the um, an Appalachian Summer Festival, and they said that it focuses on unity and love covering all genres and felt like a church revival for the Church of Musical Theater. Um, oh my which- gosh, I need to steal that. That's lovely, I right? And also, like, that. sign That's me up great... for a revival at the Church of Musical Theater. That sounds so great. Do you feel like <laughs> that, does that capture the idea behind your show? Absolutely. Better than I can, honestly. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, uh, it is it is absolutely a celebration of love, and it's definitely feels like a it definitely feels like a party. There is a diversity in kinds of music, and, and that is where the unity piece comes in, because I think we see... Um, when we see similar themes in so many different styles of music, and then when we realize that we love so many different kinds of music, I think it it reinforces uh, the things that unite us, which I think is so important. I started touring in 2017, mm-hmm. and I, it feels also like the time where we started, you know, the increasing we started feeling increasingly separate from each other across state lines. Sure. Um, and uh, and I thought that was just because of the 24-hour news cycle and and then COVID happened. <laughs> and then COVID happened and we really actually didn't travel outside of, you know, our homes, much less across state lines. And so um, I think it's been a unique experience with all that has been happening, you know, politically and socially in this country for the last couple of years to be able to, you know, cross lines with one show. <laughs> we keep sure. checking back in on the show, you know, as things keep changing, whether we're in a health crisis or out of a health crisis or, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, socially distant or w- whether we're having civil unrest, you know, there's a war abroad, whatever's going on, we keep checking in and, and kicking the tires on the show and, and keep discovering that it, it, it feels more and more important to do it. And I love that's that. been a beautiful thing. How has the show shifted over the course of time, you know, looking around? Are there, are there things that you've taken in or put out or things that feel uh, especially relevant now? That's a good question. I think the things that feel especially relevant in a given performance have more to do with my personal life <laughs> and what's just happened. And, you know, like some, you know, if you lose somebody, I have a lot of friends that have lost mothers this year. And so there are some sure. songs in the gospel segment that feel increasingly um, 
just poignant um, when you experience that. You know, my kids will do something that makes me laugh. So a song that I sing about them, you know, just has a perfect setup because of something they just said. Um, <laughs> and you know, the rest of it is is something that you just can't. You know, you can't change. You're, you're never you're never going to not hear me sing the songs from the shows I've been in. <laughs> um, yeah, they would kill me. You know, if I try to get out of the house without without celebrating the Lion King and Hamilton and Rent and the shows that I've been in. But but sure. fortunately, all of that music is a celebration of the things that unite us. All of that music is a celebration of love. So it works it works really beautifully. Yeah, that's true. That that is a really interesting through line between particularly those three shows. So when you create an evening like this, I mean obviously there are those songs people are expecting and probably freaking out if they don't hear. What other songs are you pulling that you want to include? Like, what is it about certain music that really excites you? Well, a lot of it is just about, you know, this wonderful instrumentation we have. Um, we have just the greatest band. Um, so it, 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 they can play everything, you know, so it can become a rock concert, it can become a soul revival, it can become protest music. Um, it can become all of the, you know, we, we have a jazz and a standard section, you know, nice. we yeah. just that everybody does it all so well. So we, we continue to kind of transform in front of you. The evening continues to change in that way. And, and, and one of the things I love also is I have the most amazing three singers. I'd call mm. them background singers because they actually sing background for my concert, but they are, they sing, you know, in the forefront everywhere else in their life. They just keep showing up for my gig, thank God. Awesome. Um, and, and it really just started because you can't, I can't really do some of that great music um, from Renton Hamilton without some sisters, you know, sure. um, on the stage with me. So it started there, but because they're there and because of the virtuosity level of the band, we can play um, – just anything we can really burn and so you can play Aretha you know mm. you can play you know Bob Dylan you can play um you can we can really play everything and it feels um authentic and good yeah um, and so uh so you know so that's really kind of led the evolution of the show and the other things just you know evolve when you just learn how to pace a show Hmm. Um, that, that's something that you just figure out. That's, that's kind of what evolves when you, when you learn, Ooh, this doesn't feel good here. So let's, let's keep changing the song until we find the one that nails it in this particular concert, the end of the show, the last 30 minutes of the show always killed. Cause it was, it's all the music that, you know, people knew, know and love that I, that I've been in and it just, sure. it, it works so well. And we found arrangements that work really well, which was a big challenge because hmm. most of the songs that I've been um, from the shows I've been in are, are full ensemble sh- songs. I oh, have the interesting. Feature, but you know, it's, it's, they're not, they don't, they're not, they don't easily live outside of that world. And right. uh, the whole, the whole reason I started concerting was because someone um, put together an arrangement of Satisfied that I love. <laughs> um, oh. And, you know, you just don't want to, if you're not going to do it well, then you don't do it, you know? Sure. You've got to do it because it's going to feel satisfying, no pun intended. <laughs> and uh, when, we, when we cracked that nut with the, with, the, with the songs, you know, when being able to pull a piece out of Rent that feels like you experienced Rent, then we were like, okay, we can do this. So we always had that last 30 minutes. And the question began, you know, you know how do we work backwards? 
so that you know it feels this good from the top to the end and that's what we've we've done so far you know that's what we finally figured out and so it's it's fun to do and the future evolution of the show will will increasingly include original music oh, we don't do that great. as much yeah, we do. I have I've been working on an album for a number of years. Um, it's so funny that I say that because it feels like a failure, like a number of years. But we keep, <laughs> you know, putting it off and bringing it back on. And, and, and I keep writing new music. And I guess that's pretty normal for I think people that I, just make albums. Yeah, I think that makes so also aren't you're a, you're a mom. I, I'm a mom. I'm exhausted all the time. I don't know. anybody. <laughs> but also, you know, I think of things like a strange loop, I think was a 20 year project. Wasn't oh, it? Yes, absolutely. So, you know, that doesn't, I, I feel like sometimes things need that time. That makes sense they to do. me. And you don't want to rush something that's this important. Um, but you know, uh, but you also want to keep moving forward and not keep putting your pen down. Um, <laughs> and you know, so that, that's, a, that it's, that's a challenge, you know, we balance, that's what we learn. And, sure. um, and I've had the opportunity to do some really wonderful things, um, you know, in, you know, other facets of my performing career, you know, I, I've, you know, done a, a couple of television shows I really, really love a couple of films I really, really love. So on top oh, yes. of just the, the joy of the time, you know, the heavy lifting with my family is the, is, you know, being on Girls 5 Eva, you know, being on, in She-Hulk, doing all these other um, wonderful things, which also add to people showing up to my concerts. So it's never a waste of time. And, and then actually, you know, and the life experience adds to the, you know, to the, to the music, to what you want to talk about and what you want to create. So it's definitely, um, it's definitely been a good long time, but you know, I, I'm ready. I'm, I feel very pregnant and very ready to share, um, <laughs> with with the people that that are are ready to hear it and and that's what I get to meet when I do this concerting and every time I finish a concert and I'm, I'm not ready to say and I'll be in the lobby signing my I don't know CDs what do you say now I'll be in the lobby you know giving you <laughs> digital you codes to get Spotify. by my music on Spotify exactly yeah, I don't know um, so that's what I'm that's what I would love to turn the 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 big what revival the music theater revival I'd like to t- turn all of them right into people on Spotify they're pulling my music out and so I'm, I'm, I'm starting to play a little bit more of it in the show. I love that. That is so exciting. And you've been to several cities at this point. How has the reaction been? Has anybody come to you and said anything that was especially um, poignant or surprising? Every single time. <laughs> Every single time. You know, if I have an opportunity to meet people after the show, which I, I'll do meet and greet sometimes. Um, but, you know, anytime somebody finds me and like trying to slip away in a car, you know, um, mm. I'm always just tremendously blessed um, at the fact that we actually were able to accomplish, you know, the goal, which which is really to, to remind us all of who we are and what we love, you know, and um, even, you know, the further outside of, of COVID we get, you know, the, you know, we, we, we're no longer like pinching ourselves that we get to sit next to each other anymore, thank God. Mm. But, yeah. but still, we need to, we still need to remember how good it feels to be in a room listening to live music and singing along together. It's just... There's just nothing greater than that, and we and we just need to celebrate it. So, yeah, I, my my mission is to do something bigger than 
um, a concert where people think, oh, she sings great. And I love that song. <laughs> sure. Um, my, yeah, my mission, I'm clearly Hamilton doesn't need me to sell tickets. So, um, <laughs> you know, the, the question has always been why, why are you doing this? And um, the answer really is, is, you know, it's, it feels more like a ministry. And oh, um, I love that. Yeah, I think I stole that from Leslie Odom Jr. I'll, I'll, I'll give him credit. Um, but, you know, it does. It feels like a ministry. And um, and so when, when people have an emotional reaction and they chase you down to let you know, it feels like, oh, yes, that was why I was here. And I never, I never don't get it. Some, oh, someone great. somewhere always finds me and lets me know that we were there for a reason. I saw you. I was one of the very lucky people to see you in Hamilton, and it was one of the most incredible theatrical experiences of my life. And wonderful, uh, yeah. My husband actually took me very early on in our relationship, like maybe too early on, and he, he jokes that I married him because <laughs> that of the means Hamilton he tickets. really likes you. <laughs> It's true. It's true. And they, they joke. Actually, there was a joke at our wedding that I married him because of the Hamilton tickets, which is not true. But the show was that good um, and is a just one of those once in a lifetime hits that crosses over to the popular imagination in a way that I I don't think I've seen in my lifetime since, since maybe Rent. I mean, did you yeah. anticipate this kind of groundswell or was this just like blindsiding for you guys? Both. We absolutely, you know, we were the first people to be, to be knocked over, you know, hmm. we, we, that's, that's the honor that we had to be in the group of the first people that, you know, had a glimpse of, of this genius. It was lightning in a bottle before, before we were involved in singing these parts and synonymous with these historical figures. Um, we got to hear Lynn's demos hmm. <laughs> of these songs and, you know, it was the it was the thing that brought us all to the table, like running, you know, and so we were always blown away by it. We all, you know, any anything anyone else feels in the superlative about how wonderful this work is and how valuable and how important and how life changing, it it hit us because we got to hear it first, hmm. and um, and so we always knew this is this has just changed my world. This just changed my world. And, and, and it, and it will change the world. It was almost distractingly, um, uh, powerful because like, wow. I just was kept being like, I would sit in the audience. I mean, in the, on the stage and want to look at the audience and, and not sing my part and just say, see, see, you know, <laughs> can you believe this? I mean, we wanted to, we wanted to do that. You had to focus on, on actually doing your part and presenting it as opposed to like celebrating it with them. And, um, yeah. I think what's exciting for us and 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 continually blindsiding is is um how big the explosion was how how far um a show a theater a music theater show could go and how how many different you know explosions it could have around like you know so so often especially in in the world of media as it currently exists, you know, something can be a hit, but it's never going to be like 1980 something when right. everybody only had two or three channels to watch and we were all trying to figure out who killed JR. Like that's not what the world <laughs> we live in anymore. Right. Everybody has their own playlist. So we're not all listening to this. You know, we're not dependent on like the water cooler moment. And so um, in the world of hits, something seismic is just, I think it feels a bit more rare. Um, and so, um, to imagine a music theater show being a seismic in that way, being a phenomenon is something I just, I've never personally experienced. So I wouldn't know. Like, and I said, I was in Lion King and I was in, um, and I was in Rent and right. they're, 
that, that, I mean, God, I mean, I wasn't in the original Lion Kings. So I was, I was, you know, but I was, I was at the end. I was, I was on the stage, uh, the closing night. I was, I was Mimi in Rent. Um, I I definitely, before I was a part of that company, knew how crazy and amazing and huge it was and how much bigger it was than what Broadway typically gets to be. I mean, you know, Stevie Wonder had a song on the radio, you know, for Rent. I mean, it, it definitely crossed over. And, you know, and, and there was the cor- there was a chorus line before us, you know, and we were compared to it pretty early, um, sure. which was daunting. But <laughs> I still, you know, it's it's something it's it's a kind of success that um you don't you can't expect. Um, you want it always. We always definitely want it. Everything we you know, everything we've ever done and we continue to do. We want that kind of success for it. But that's that's a, a rare, rare gift. <laughs> The most blindsiding is that it continues to um, be so relevant and it continues to be such a blessing to all of us. In many ways, you have such a knock on wood, I don't want to jinx you, but just such an incredible track record with the shows that you've done. And now you're doing She-Hulk and my personal favorite, Girls 5 Eva, which I think (laughs) I blasted through in maybe two days. Have you enjoyed that? Well, I was doing television for a long time before. The, the soap opera was a was really a great learning ground for me, and uh, and definitely felt like you know the the biggest fame I had had up to that point. Um, but um, but yeah, I had been. I mean, I, I even in a phenomenon kind of arena, I was on Ally McBeal for many years, for like oh. five years, and uh, you know, I wasn't like a star from it, but I, I saw people turn into superstars because Ally McBeal was such a such a huge whopping hit. Even the the Good Wife, you know, was a show that I was on before I was in Hamilton. So I had, you know, an opportunity to really experience how wonderful television is and can be. Um, uh, I just feel like we all kind of raised a level or two, you know, we all mm-hmm. got, you know, we, we really had more access and opportunity from Hamilton. So I just kind of feel like it, it, in terms of the people in, in that company, whatever you were doing, you got to you got to spread your wings a little bit more. Um, sure. And so we've been able to, um, you know, kind of star in shows and originate, originate roles in, in, in shows. And, and that's a gift from Hamilton for sure. But, but, it's, but television um, is just, it's wonderful. I mean, it's, it's a wonderful, I was just telling a mom friend actually this morning on the phone because um, she uh, books uh, concerts and she mm. has to be at them all the time. So she was complaining about the fact that she never gets to go and go to any because she, you yeah. know, she works on nights and weekends. And I'm like, hello, that's why I love television and film so much. <laughs> because yeah. you get to sit down with, you know, the audience and watch it. You know what I mean? You get to you get to actually be, you know, beyond the schedule of the rest of the world um, <laughs> and, you know, have a regular work day. Um, otherwise, our work day is when everyone else is off and so you feel a little left out of of the party sometimes sure Um, sure so that so yeah I I love television film for for a number of reasons and that's one of them and and one thing I love about you know watching um you know Ariana DeBose and Lin-Manuel Miranda and and Mm. and the things you know we've been able to do you know that's that's the beauty of Girls 5 Eva is we are doing so much of the things we so much of our talent for music theater is being used um, mm. in film and television. So it feels like the best of both worlds. Oh, absolutely. And I, Girls 5 Eva, and if anybody is not already on the Girls 5 Eva train, because I feel like I am a Girls 5 Eva disciple, I tell everybody that they should be watching it if they're not Yay. already. And I talk to everybody who is watching it. Your character, Wiki, is 
has to be just one of the most fun characters you've ever played. Oh, definitely. So much fun. So much fun. She is she is really a trip. Um, but I enjoy her so much because uh, it just allows me to not censor any bad, <laughs> selfish instinct I've ever had in my life. <laughs> It's so funny. It's it's yeah. It's a wonderful show starring Sarah Bareilles, Paula Pell, and Busy Phillips. It's uh, written by Meredith Scardino, and you know Tina Fey is one of the producers on it. We have um, a team of amazing producers, a team of uh, of, of fantastic actors. So many mm. of them great New York actors. Because you know Tina and Jeff Richmond, um, another one of the producers who writes all the music and is amazing. Um, because they are part of the Broadway theater community with their hits and Mean Girls and whatnot, they pull in so many great theater actors into into sure. the show and a lot of their own you know kind of friends and actors they've known and loved. So the talent pool is sick. To quote it's my daughter, also fun, yeah. To, to quote your daughter, it's also fun because it's one of those shows where you're like, "Wait, is that that's Bo and Yang from Saturday Night Live?" Oh, Absolutely. okay, he's in this episode. It's yeah, just and, it is, and they're brilliant. They're all oh, brilliant, it's nonstop. <laughs> people that you know, people that you knew, people that you don't know yet. They have impeccable taste, and the writing is so good. Quite honestly, in my own experience, I feel like if I just get the words out, everyone's gonna laugh. Because oh. it's so funny. Yeah, it's a, it's a show about a one-hit wonder girl group from the 90s who, you know, decide they're going for a comeback 20 years later. <laughs> and uh, they're hilarious. It really does, I think, also hit on this moment of reboots and give you this, like, insight into what that experience might be like. And it is just, you know, as somebody who listened to 90s girl groups, just such a, oh my God, such an incredible trip. I love it so much. Yeah. And it's, 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 uh, it's, you know, having been here in the 90s, a lot of the things that we spoof, I, I was there when it happened the first time and I didn't realize how absurd it was. <laughs> I think that's been really funny. Like, I'm like, wow, I, this totally actually happened to me and I didn't know I should have been offended at the time. Oh my gosh. It's, a, yeah. it's really, Isn't... it's a, it's a wonderful thing to, to look at ourselves and laugh. And most importantly, for, to see, you know, women, um, being this, unapologetically ambitious. That's the best thing. They are so ambitious. And, you know, they're, you know, that I just, we should never stop. Why should we stop? Why should we stop singing and dancing together in in coordinated clothing? I think, (laughs) I just think that's a fabulous thing to continue bringing into the 40s and 50s and 60s. I think it's wonderful. What's coming up next for you for all of your fans who are excited to follow? I'm actually going to get off the phone and watch the next four episodes of She-Hulk. I'm really excited about oh. that. I saw the first four at the premiere for the first time, and I was over the moon excited. You know, like I said, I'm on a really, really just kind of spit-take funny show, Girls 5 Eva, and then um, She-Hulk is also a comedy. And so I was like, is this going to be funny too? And I was I was really relieved and glad when I saw it, and I just, you know, became an instant fan. I'm already a Marvel fan, but, you know, mm. to be a fan of, you know, the, the worlds, the Marvel worlds can, are so different from each other. They've been so brave and diverse um, in terms yeah. of the shows and the way they've told so many different stories in this universe. And this, I think, is a is a brand new one, and it, it works really well. So I'm going to watch the, the 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 last four episodes, I think, of it, and I'll get to see myself because I do I do more in the last half. Oh, and, that's so uh, fun! And, yeah, super fun. And then I got to keep working on my album because I got to <laughs> I have I have to figure out now um, when I started it about. Ugh, 
a year and a half ago, I had a big ser- a series of songs that I loved. And then in the last year, I've written about six or seven more songs that I love. And I got to figure out how to pare this down, p- finish producing it and get it out to the world. Because I have so many concerts coming up between now and the ne- the end of the year. And I'd like to keep pulling these songs into the show. Oh, that's so great. Well, that's so exciting. And I cannot wait to hear your album. And I'm sure everyone in New Jersey is very excited to catch you at Mayo Pack. And um, thank you so much for your time. It's such an honor to talk to you. I'm so excited. I'm excited to be there. You know, I'm a New Yorker, and which basically means I'm a, you know, New Jersey is my home. So oh, yeah. I, we'll, I feel we'll like this that. is like almost the closest to home I've ever been. So we're coming out and we're, uh, we're going we're gonna to make it a homecoming. For more information on opening night and evening with Renee Elise Goldsberry, visit mayoarts.org. If you liked this episode, be sure to give us a review, subscribe, and tell your friends. A transcript of this podcast, as well as links to related content and more about the arts in New Jersey, can be found on jerseyarts.com. The Jersey Arts Podcast is presented by Art Pride New Jersey, advancing a state of creativity since 1986. The show is co-founded by and currently supported by funds from the New Jersey State Council on the Arts, with additional support from the National Endowment for the Arts. This episode was hosted, produced, and edited by yours truly, Maddie Orton. Executive producers are Jim Atkinson and C. Stroud. Special thanks to Renee Lee Goldsberry. I'm Maddie Orton for the Jersey Arts Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thank you.